read something online today that was one of those things that you see and it really makes you pause and reflect. And of course, you know, you know me, it was on Facebook. Someone wrote a little something that said, we date, marry, and procreate at the level of our self-esteem. Hmm. Just think about that for a moment, shall we? How many times have we been in a situation with someone that we knew we shouldn't have been with, but at the time it seemed like the right plan, the right idea, the, mm, I don't know, it, you look back on it now and you wonder, what the hell was I thinking? Why was I ever in that situation? Why did I ever give that particular person any of my time? And then you read something like this and you think about, what was my confidence level at that time? I can tell you that there have been times when I was at my lowest, my most depressed, my most low self-esteem issues ever. And I dated some people that were questionable. That's not even a good enough word. They were definitely major mistakes. And you add into that dating online, the the things you meet, the people you encounter, the situations you let yourself get into. And to this day, I'm really still kind of surprised that I didn't end up in someone's ditch. I used to make jokes a lot to my coworkers that, you know, I'm going to end up in a ditch. I'm going to end up buried behind somebody's house under a tree because I chose to go on dates with some of the most questionable choices with several red flags on the play. But at that point in my life, my self-esteem was horrible. And do I have it back where I want it to be? Absolutely not. Am I working on it? Of course. I would not make those same decisions now that I made then. Thank God. But I still remember, just to give you a case in point, sitting down with someone to have dinner. And he proceeds to pull out his phone and start reading something to me. Now, It sounded awful. It didn't make sense. And it took me a few minutes to realize he was actually reading one of my blogs. But apparently he couldn't read very well. So he was having trouble pronouncing the simplest of words. And he was not stopping for any pronunciation, any punctuation, any anything. To the point that I literally took his phone to see, did I really skip all the punctuation in this entire blog? Of course I didn't. That's just how he was reading. And he was trying to prove the point that he had looked me up and 
researched me, I guess, and realized I wrote this blog. Okay, that's great. But buddy, you can't read apparently. And of course, me being me, the sarcasm queen, I did say, I know now looking back, it wasn't a good choice of words, but I did ask, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Okay, yeah, not the best choice of words, I know. But A, I had had a couple of drinks by then, and B, he was destroying one of my prized blogs. Come on, what do you expect from me? And if I haven't told you before, I will tell you again, sarcasm is probably my first language, not my second. And it's situations like that where you humor people that you knew weren't even the type of people you would date. That's probably not the best example, just something weird like that. I guess a better example would be the guy I went out with who actually admitted he had been in jail. Yeah. And I don't mean for something minor. I mean as in for major, let's just leave it at that, for a major offense. Why did I humor that? Because that's just where my self-esteem was at the time. So, think about it. If you know you are making some really bad choices with some of the people you're letting into your life, perhaps it's time to take a step back and work on you so that you know you are at your best self-confidence. You're at your best love of self before you get into a situation that you really don't want to be in. Before you're in a situation where you're giving someone your time that does not value who you are and would not be what you ultimately need. Right? Anyway, moving on. Because I know that's not what you came here for. You came here to talk about reality TV. Ah, Lord, love and marriage, Huntsville. Our ongoing drama ever since... Melody and Martel Hope decided to divorce. It's been drama and drama and drama. The latest drama, of course, has been around the fact that, A, all this season they have not filmed together. They finally, on the latest episode, did some filming together. Apparently, they're trying to work to co-parent, which is great. A for effort. However, later on, at some point, it has been announced through social media and everything, that Melody decided to take her children on vacation. Okay. She invited Martel and his mother so that the children could have vacation the way they are accustomed to, meaning both parents and both grandmothers, her mother, his mother. Nothing wrong with that. It wasn't a romantic connection. It was just vacation in a vacation home that she rented on a beach, all of the children, all of the parents. Sounds really reasonable. However, of course, Ariane, the side piece of all that Martel initially has apparently, allegedly, I don't know why I'm saying allegedly since he's admitted, had an affair with for years while he was married, who ultimately broke up his marriage to Mel because not only was he continuing this affair, she got pregnant. 
Of course, you know how she is. She always jumps on a live so that she can express her thoughts or her feelings about everything, anytime Melody does anything positive with her life. Because for whatever reason, she's very focused on what Melody is doing. Like it's Melody's fault that she decided to mess with a married man who, even after leaving his wife, well, that's not true, after Melody left him, he still is yet to marry said side piece. And I'm sure she now realizes all of that, all those accomplishments, the money, the cars, all of the things, they weren't him. They were Melody. Because now they're apart, he can't give her that life she thought she was going to get if she could just get Melody out of the picture. So, of course, News of this vacation got to her, and people on her live feed on Instagram asked her why her child wasn't on vacation. Now, you know people were just being messy, because why on earth? Think about it. If you're married, and a woman destroys your marriage, I don't care whose fault you want to say it is, the woman who cheated with your husband or your husband for cheating with her, whatever. If they have a child... What woman is going to say, my marriage broke up because of this, but I am going to invite your kid on my vacation. Now, don't get me wrong. Expectations would be different if Melody and Martell had decided to make their marriage work. And then, yes, we would expect her to little by little try to make some kind of relationship with this child because he would technically still be in the family since she and Martell were still together. But they are not. They are divorced. So she does not have to have a relationship with that child for that child to ever see or have a relationship with her children. One thing does not stop the other. If Martell wants all of his children to be together and have a relationship All he has to do is do that when the kids are with him. Have the other child come over then, let them all spend time together, etc., etc. So why Ariane thought her child would go on vacation with them is beyond me. Because apparently someone asked her, just being messy, why her child wasn't on vacation. And she made some stupid comment about how If she were willing to let her child be filmed for the show, her child would have been there, making it appear like her child had been invited. Word got back to Melody, and she made a post that said, actually, I threw this vacation. I planned this vacation. Her child was never even in discussion. I planned it with my children. Yes, later I did invite my ex-husband and his mother. End of story. Well, Ariane's still in her feelings about this, like, and then people are egging it on like she's wrong, you know, like Melody's wrong for not inviting this child. Let's get real. The woman destroyed her marriage. Why on earth would she invite that child on a vacation with her children that she is paying for? If he wants those kids to all go on vacation together, then he needs to plan a trip. He needs to pay for said trip and then take all of his children together. 
let's get a grip on this. And I really, for the love of God, could we stop with all the people, you know, as our elders, they always do this, who keep sending her messages and commenting on social media on both of their pages about how much they're praying they could reconcile and get back together. And I know from my own personal experience that our elders do have that habit of thinking no matter what we went through, we should just pray about it and move on. Because after my first marriage and all of the things that happened there, we're not even going down that path, I still distinctly recall my grandmother trying over and over to convince me that I just needed to pray about it and I needed to just pray to get my husband back. Like, lady, please stop. Sometimes people are not meant to be together, especially when one of them is toxic and narcissistic and just not bringing anything of high value love to your situation. And in Melody and Martell's case, right now, where they are right now, they should not be together. I know a lot of people feel like he could definitely put in the work and become a better person, and I don't object to that. I think everyone has the capability to become a better person if they so choose to do so. But where they are right now, they should not be together. And people should stop pushing that and using it as an excuse that, well, they should do it for the children. No, they shouldn't, because then their children are watching two people be miserable and unhappy together for the sake of raising children. So what is that teaching them? That you should accept any and everything that someone does that is disrespectful, that is not loving, that is not having the best interest of the family, and just deal with it forever. That's not what we want to teach our children now, is it? Anyway, moving on. Big Brother is back. And you know how I love my big brother. But I must say that after only, what, two, three episodes this season, I'm already contemplating whether I am going to continue watching. It's horrible to say that, but that's just where I am. It's like every season, there is something that makes you second guess what is happening. And I think it's partially because of that stupid live feed that you can watch even when the show's not on. Because we find out things that probably were better left unsaid. Because when we find those things out, then we're like, you know... I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. Because why are y'all letting this unfold? Why aren't you protecting this person or that person? Or why aren't you doing something about the racist thing happening here? Or the homophobic thing happening here? Or the bullying that's happening here? Do something. Y'all are all watching all of this on live feeds. So production could do something. This year... In particular, there is a young lady. Her name is Taylor. She is a pageant girl. She is very, very confident. She is gorgeous. She very much so walks in that confidence of a pageant queen. And 
almost immediately, some of the women decide they don't like her. Why? Because at that point, they have barely said two words to her. Their problem is that she's very confident. She talks to the guys and she's comfortable. She's sure of herself in her own skin. And they immediately decide they don't like her. They create an all-girls alliance and they do not include her. They sit around and talk about her like very catty, young, high school type things. But these are supposed to be grown women. Now, true enough, it's being led by a couple of them and then the rest of them are just following suit. But it's giving you that impression of cliques in high school. As in, don't any of you have the ability to think and make decisions on your own? You just need someone else to make them for you? Is that really what we're doing? And because of that, people, of course, started watching the live feeds and suddenly blowing up things like Twitter with all these accusations of racism. Because apparently what we don't see when we're watching the show is quite a bit of jealousy being acted out and a lot of microaggressive behavior. Now, I don't watch the live feeds because I just don't, A, have a life and I do not have any interest in watching Big Brother 24-7 and I don't want to get that pissed off with a show. But apparently it is so bad that some of the former castmates on other seasons have put out their sympathy for Taylor. They have called for production to do something. Lots and lots of the fans are screaming for something to be done. Now, what's going to happen? We don't know. Because some of the clips that obviously are behind the scenes are not being shown on the air. So we do see on one of the later episodes, Taylor crying, but they conveniently did not show all of the things that people on live feeds show or saw that led up to her crying, which included some of this bullying type behavior, I guess you could say, or jealous behavior from some of the other girls just piled up on her, just this one girl. And it's gotten to the point that I know I'm not the only one because I've seen others say, you know, I just don't know if I want to watch this season. I just don't know. And apparently Julie Chen, or as she likes to say now, Julie Chen Moonves, the host, was interviewed and they asked her what were her thoughts on the behavior and how people were treating Taylor and all this. And her only thing was, you know, trying to say that being in the house is difficult. We're just not all aware of everything everyone's going through, that we should all, you know, not necessarily judge the other women. She's asking people to, you know, not do that and be open and open to what? Microaggressive behavior to one young lady by everyone else? Why should we be open to that? But I get it. You're the host. You have to try to keep peace and keep the show going and make it all look like no one's doing anything wrong. I get it. And apparently there's a lot of rumors out right now that one of the members of the cast will be leaving for their own mental health 
sometime this week. So we shall see if it's going to be Taylor because she's upset or is it going to be one of these women that have been pushing and pushing all of this behavior that has made everyone turn against Taylor? It will be interesting to see how this plays out. And mental health is such a serious thing that you wonder how the show will make sure this person is okay and well going forward and what they do in these instances when the show just becomes too much for someone. But we'll see this week as it plays out. And of course, Married at First Sight. You know, I love the experts. I do. I love them. But I'm starting to wonder if they choose people with blindfolds on. Like, you like cats and you like cats. Perfect match. I mean, come on. It reminds me of this dating service that I worked for years and years ago, which will remain unnamed because I don't want to get sued. But I distinctly recall them pushing a lot about how they had this computer and generated formula that made sure you were so compatible and blah, blah, blah. And I distinctly recall a particular time when a couple of the employees were having a conversation about matching two people just because they're both heavyset. What? You're going to match them on their size alone. Nothing to do with what they both like, what they both are into, what their religious beliefs are, or whether they both want children. You're just going to match them on their size. And I'm getting to that point where I can't decide if the married adverse size experts are doing things based on, oh, you have a couple of things in common, or if they're doing things based on you would make for good drama. For good drama TV, we would get really good ratings because you're crazy or because you two are going to be a shit show. And I'm leaning more and more towards the shit show. Now, this season is just kicking off, so all of the weddings haven't even happened yet. But I'm going to say right now, I am very much so looking forward to seeing what will happen between Nate and Stasia. Like that's how she says her name. Keep in mind, she is a young woman who made it very clear that she is very, very accomplished. She has more than one degree that she feels men are intimidated by her success. That she forget how much money she said she makes to the point the experts had to come back and tell her they didn't even think they had someone in their pool who made more money than her. They just wanted to get that out there in case that was a problem for her. You are matching her with someone who, what, what was it he said he sold CDs or counterfeit bags? Maybe it was CDs out of a trunk of a car. I don't know. And who is very much so that what gives off that party boy thing. He gives off playboy bullshit, but you know whatever. And you match those two together and there is no way you're telling us it wasn't for the drama because his 
antics at the bachelor party were the most questionable, cringeworthy behavior I think I have seen yet. There is a clip, even if you don't watch this show, of him making the stripper bend down, get on her knees in front of him while he squirts whipped cream into her mouth at an interesting angle. And you're telling me this is the man you're putting with someone like Stasha who tells you how classy she is, how she likes her men to behave and be able to take control. And you're giving her what equates to a child so far from what he's shown us. Now, I could be wrong because he could surprise us because who was it? Um, Woody from a previous season, everyone, there were so many people who thought Woody was going to be a playboy, a child, a, that he was not ready for marriage. And he and what's his wife's name, Armani, they are still married. They've had their first child. And it turned out those initial images of him were, I don't know if they were edited to make him look like he was immature or if he was just doing all of that because he didn't know how to behave on camera and maybe he's just shy. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe, just maybe, Nate will surprise us. I've heard some people say maybe instead of Nate ending up being the problem, it'll be Stasha. Because she is very set in her ways about what she wants from a man. So we shall see as this plays out who ends up being the problem. Or maybe they'll surprise us and end up being one of the top couples of the season. I doubt it. But hey, there's always room for everything. Anyway, I hope you all are having a fabulous week. And we're back. Don't forget to... Follow me on all of my social media platforms if you need more of my crazy sarcasm throughout the week. And I'll see you next week. Bye.